0: Build it and they will come only works in the movies. If you want your website to benefit your business, it needs to do more than take up space on the internet. On today's episode, we talk about how to turn your website into a lead generation tool. 7654321.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise.
0: Hello and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. I'm Bill with W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin of Justin Care Design.
2: I'm Alicia with The Spark Social.
0: And together we make up the the Marketing Marketing Essentials Essentials Team. Team. So today, can you guess what we're talking about?
2: marketing
0: marketing yes more more specifically oh. how your website can benefit your business and even more specifically than that three specific ways that they can, you can do that
1: right so there is at this point in time in 2020 uh if you're a business and you don't have a website <laughs> Where have you been? Yeah, where have you been?
2: Do you have people who still come to you and think they don't need a website or have said that to you, Justin?
1: Yeah, actually, I I have run into people like that. And honestly, you know, if you're, you know, I'll give you an example. My my wife does a lot of um, uh, knitting, crocheting and um, seamstress work for uh, period accurate pieces. Mm -hmm. right? So Civil War, Revolutionary War. And she sells everything through her Facebook page, which works just fine. Right. Um, but she's just one person, you know, and she's, you're talking about maybe a couple of pieces a month. Right? Okay.
2: So she's not looking to scale or grow drastically.
1: Right. So if you're doing something like that, I think Facebook page is fine. You know, it gives people the information. You can see the, right. you can see the product. You can contact them directly there through the Facebook page and say, Hey, I want to buy, you know, this shawl. And that's great. Yeah. but. If you want to scale, if you want to grow, then yes, you need a website.
2: I can mm. think of one other business that doesn't have a website and probably never will.
1: What's that? A speakeasy. Oh, mm. uh, okay. Well, so, no. Know, it, it, photog- they're,
2: they're trying to be like all elusive and.
0: You know, I think I, I well, that kind of yeah that kind of fits their brand yeah. yeah. I found in my that field it? that it's a lot of photographers don't have websites. Especially, why? I don't know why. I don't know why it is. is. I'll Occasionally I'll get somebody to say, knowing that I do mostly commercial now and I've kind of gotten away from most of the wedding stuff that I do, I'll have somebody contact me and go, hey, can you take a look at this <coughs> photographer and see if they're any good? And they'll send me a, a Facebook listing for them. And I can't find any website for them anywhere.
1: Right. So what when mm. you do that, you know, you can't find that they have a website, well what goes through your head? Um, sadly, what goes through my
0: head is there. They're probably fairly young and fairly new at it. Okay. Uh, because I think, and this is not a millennials pick on types type of thing, but I think the generation that's coming up right now is, is looking at things in a different way than we are. And they're finding less use for websites, even though we know that's not a good thing. Mm. Uh, I've seen it many, many times on, like I said, with many different younger photographers that don't do that. I, I was planning on trying this past weekend to go to a um, a local studio that was doing a swap meet on some, you know, where they were selling used equipment and whatnot. And I was trying to find a website for that photographer's web um,
1: <clears throat> itself and right. they had nothing. You know, no, it, it kills me. I suppose you I could get, get by with just a Facebook page, but here, here's a couple of things to think about. One is there's a psychological effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. If that's legitimate legitimacy, right? Yes. Actually. Well, that's
2: what I was going to say. It would tell me that like, if I'm picking out a photographer for my wedding,
0: mm-hmm. I'm would not going to hire. Are you doing not too far off then in the future.
2: Yeah. If I don't <laughs> go to Vegas first, but um, <laughs> it would tell me that, you may have just picked up photography overnight because anybody can set up a social media channel, but to spend the time and dedication to setting up a website shows that you are a dedicated business owner.
0: Yep. I'll actually, I'll out myself and tell a quick story. Um, i try to make it very quick here. Uh, I had a uh, business colleague reach out to me and said, Hey, I know you used to do weddings, but you don't really do many of them anymore, but my daughter's getting married next year. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to refer you to her. Do you have a web page that you can I can send her to? I said, Well, I don't have that anymore on my website because I don't advertise it. But I know the po- the importance of lending legitimacy to that. And I went and built a specific web. It's a hidden web page. You have to know how to get to it. Hmm. But I actually went and built a web page for the portfolio of some of my wedding you shots. to be a able- Easy
2: website? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the password uh, to get in?
0: No, I, I, it's an actual website, but it's just yeah. not listed. Uh, it's not so you have an, to if, share the URL. Yeah, yeah. It's not in the menu of my website. But I did that because I wanted the person to understand that I am a legitimate business. Even though it's not something I do regularly, I want them to be able to right you know see some of my my portfolio as opposed to what you see on Facebook because yep it's hard to find things on Facebook also as
2: honest. a photographer like i feel like the image quality on social gets compressed and downgraded big time you can't scroll you can't like it's not as easy to like have a gallery per se
1: then mm-hmm. you're the also visuals. on Facebook you're fighting everything else that's around that you know your Facebook feed all the ads all the other cruft You know, versus a curated website where you can show your best product in its best light Mm -hmm. uh, uninterrupted and without distractions. Yep. And
0: I'm just amazed at how people try to work things nowadays, not realizing the importance of a website. So, sorry, I know we kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there, but...
1: (laughs) The fact is that people will use your website to vet you, right? Mm -hmm. They want to know you exist professionally, you know, and you're not just doing this, you know, out of the back of your van or, you know, you just started last week or you're doing it as a hobby. I mean, they want they want to know that you're a legitimate business. And
2: I don't, yeah, I don't want to harp too much on like why a website, but I think one last thing is that social media is not owned. You do not own your Facebook page, you do not own your Instagram account. So if you're using that for your profile, your profile is your gallery, it could disappear. Yeah, your could account could tomorrow. get banned. You could get hacked and Mm, good point yeah so that i just i'm for a website always always yeah
0: actually uh, i actually know somebody not too long ago that lost all of their facebook stuff yeah because Mm -hmm. somehow they got mis misrepresented as somebody else and facebook went no 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 shut down the entire account
1: Uh, oh yeah they will do that and now you do
2: you have all your galleries all your content yeah Where's so, a website, you can back it up. Because I have heard of websites mm-hmm. getting hacked and stuff too. But a website, you can back it up on your own file.
0: And depending so on who you go with, think. they even back it up in some cases. Yeah. So. Right. I'm
2: not very techie. I, so anyway, so tell cool us.
0: <laughs> okay, so so the first thing is obviously it <laughs> is, lends legitimate,
1: legitimacy. To, to your I existence. Yeah. Today. Wow. It, it lends legitimacy to your existence. Okay, what? what's number two? Number two is it provides a hub for any other marketing channels that you might have. And it's not just you know, social media, social media is definitely one of the marketing channels and your website provides that hub where you're driving traffic back from your social media channels, but also your marketing channels. Think about it. You have business card. That's a marketing channel, right? Mm -hmm. If you do networking events, you do any kind of face-to-face marketing, that's a marketing channel, right? People are going to say, Oh, give me your website, right? Or they're going to be looking for it on your business card. Uh, if you're doing any kind of traditional print marketing, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a brochure or if you're doing something like a billboard, right. We talked to, um, um, from Lamar advertising, uh, not too long ago, uh, Bethany, uh, Bethany, right. i there for you. I was yeah, I was trying to blank on it. Bethany, we love you, Bethany. Um, uh, And we talked to her about what's happening in the trend of outdoor advertising. And she said, you know, we have started to eliminate things like phone numbers and things on billboards because, honestly, people don't have the time to write it down. And we certainly don't want people trying to take pictures (laughs) as they're flying down the highway. There's a (laughs) 30-car pileup today. (laughs) She said, what happens, we just make sure that the name is really clear. And we figured they'll go Google. If if
0: they're interested enough, yeah. Right.
1: Right. So if you're using something like that uh, as a way of marketing yourself. They're going to be looking for your website. Sure. You better have one. <laughs> so, uh,
0: that's an interesting co- concept that you brought up. Is when we've talked about this in the podcast before, is all your marketing should lead somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then, what you're talking about is the website is where it should be going to. So, every, in that f- vein, anything you're doing outside of that, whether it be networking, like you said, should be driving them to your website. Should be we driving to the website. Yeah. Facebook should be driving to the website.
1: Right. Your, and there's lots and of all reasons that for that. But anytime I work with a client and we're Mm -hmm. developing, you know, the different marketing channels that they're going to use, the website has to be the first and foremost other than maybe a business card because it's the hub where everything gets driven to. Um, and it's, you know, if you're using social media effectively, you know, like multiple channels, you need that cross connection between mm. your website and Instagram, and your website and Facebook. No, well, I know. I know personally <laughs> myself. I've
0: pushed back at uh, potential clients that didn't have that prior to. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are we doing with this? It's great that you want to do imagery or video or whatever, mm-hmm. but where are you pushing this back to? Right. right.
2: So like, so. I my website is going to go live this week. Finally, Yeah. year later. <laughs> um. But we we got. Like, what is it? We got Slack. We got, yeah. what is it called? Like we got, basically we got pushback. People are like, wait, we, we couldn't find your website. Yeah.
0: If it's not there, then you don't exist.
2: Mm-hmm. We have a shitty landing so, so page. So let me, let me but... ask this
0: question for you, Alicia. Mm-hmm. If a client came to you and wanted social media done for you, mm-hmm. from you, excuse me, and had no website, what would your reaction be with them?
2: I'd ask when, and I mean, because you can claim your social media channels and you can start posting, but I would ask, what's the plan? You know, when, when is this website going live?
0: What if they said I'm not using a website. Would you, uh, would you take them on as a client or would you have to question that?
2: Oh yeah. i
0: sorry. I'm putting you on the
1: spot.
2: That's a good question. Um, well, it depends how much they want to pay me. Um, so I would, I would really question their, their investment in their marketing, you sure. know, in their approach to their marketing, because we have turned away clients who don't, take their marketing serious because then we know that no matter what we do or how much they pay us, there's not going to be success for them. Well,
0: I got to believe some metrics are kind of, you kind of need a website to know what, yes. how many people are actually going yeah, to the website your from analytics. social media. Your
2: analytics, great point. How
0: can you prove to somebody that your social media their social media campaign is working if you've got no metrics to go on other than likes and they, they liked on something shares?
2: Yeah, no, and it, it's your hub, as Justin's saying, it's your hub. So that website is the main goal to get. You know, you want social media yeah. interaction, you want the conversations in the comments, but you also want people to dig deeper into your business, right? So like if we can see those clicks from Facebook or clicks from social media channels and we can read that in the analytics in the back end, we know that their marketing is working because someone has taken the next step from social media to go to the website, the website being their hub.
1: That's an important part of the sales cycle. So quick, what are the the different elements of the sales cycle?
2: Uh, So when you look at the buyer's journey or sales funnel, it typically goes from awareness and consideration to oh awareness, to consideration, to um, conversion are the three basic ones. You can divide way down on that. Now mm-hmm. you can dig a little deeper, but those are the three basic ones. So awareness okay. to, I'm sorry. Yeah. Awareness, awareness. to consideration, to decision-making and conversion.
1: But So a website plays an important role in several of those. Now, awareness, that may be your social media. It may be your word of mouth. It's, you know people may become aware of you other than finding your website, mm-hmm. but consideration they want to go know more about what you do, what yeah. value you can bring to their life. Right. Sure. Website is great place to do that. You know, uh, and research if they're, you know, if they're one of these folks that likes to really read up before they make a decision. Mm-hmm. Website, great place to do that. Build your expertise, right? Show yeah, them that you know what you're talking about and that you're the best in the business. And then a conversion point, yes, you can convert somebody through Facebook. Yes, you can convert somebody through, you know, another social media channel or face-to-face. But websites also a great <laughs> place for. those conversion points. And that was actually, I was getting into a little bit of the number three, which is using as a lead generation tool. Sure. Uh, Obviously
0: there's different points that are going to bring people right back to the website. mm -hmm. Now you mentioned, uh, for instance, face to face, you know, if you're at a networking event, eventually if you have enough interest in another person that's at that event, you're going to grab their business card. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And first, one of the first things I look at is, you know, other than is what's the quality of the business card is, well, they have a website that I can go back and look at later. Right. Because I want to learn a little bit more about right. them beyond what I just talked to them for about, you know, you know, as well as I do, when you're at these networking events, you may have 10 or 15 minutes to talk to somebody. You don't get the whole story at that point. You may no, want to, yeah. you may want to know more about them. You right. Know? So that's an important part. I guess people often think digitally, you know, the, at least I can say I, I have in the past where it's like, well, you need a website because you need to be able to point your Facebook and your other social media to mm-hmm. the to that. Mm-hmm. But I love what you're saying as far as the lead gen, as far as on the physical, yeah. you know, face to face, right? And
2: I, I think just if we could take a second to define to um define lead generation, right? Because some people may be thinking like, well, I don't need new leads from my website, okay? But they might think in the terms of all my business is word of mouth. All my business is referrals. I don't need to run lead generation or digital campaigns. That is wrong thought process because even if it's word of mouth, like Bill is saying, to your point, somebody is going to Google you after they are going to sure. look you up. So even though it was a referral, it was, you know, from your past customers, word of mouth, that website is still lead gen that has its place in that process, that buyer cycle. And also, lead gen, you may not be looking for, you know, people to come to the website and, you know, buy from you, but lead gen could also be signing up for a newsletter, Mm -hmm. becoming part of your community. Mm -hmm, If you have some type of, you know, uh, membership or something like that, it it really doesn't need to be like a huge, like conversion or sale at times. It's just, it has a website always has its place in the lead generation process, Mm -hmm. depending on, the sales funnel.
1: No, and I would push back on the, and I know who you're talking about, <laughs> push back on the the lead gen thing and saying, well, we get all our business word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, but don't forget that your website always also acts as a recruiting tool for hiring.
0: Yeah, people Very are going to
1: go there to find out about your company. Do I want to work here?
2: Yeah.
0: Can I backtrack to to part one for a second about estab- establishing uh, your existence? Yeah, uh, I work. Uh, or I've recently started working with a lot of people in the CBD industry and the common misconception right now in that industry is we're making money hand over fist right now because we're the new kids in town. This is brand new. Everybody and his brother wants to get on the CBD bandwagon Mm. and that's great, but you have to have a long game approach approach when it comes to marketing. Right. And what I've, I've taught it started telling my clients is look, yeah, right now you're making tons of money. But this market, as more and more con- uh, states in the country start to legalize, the markets become becoming more and more saturated. And the day that the federal government says, you know, and that's kinda common just a matter of how long, when the day comes that, that it's completely legalized, you want to have established who you are already because you're going to be swimming in a lot, much larger ocean at that point mm-hmm. of potential clients. So you have to have a long game approach. Establishing your website early on is part of that long game approach because now you're building up that existence. People can go back and go and see maybe a, a blog post that you made from three years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's been in the game since this day, you know?
1: And you make a good point, get in as early as possible to yeah. establish your website. You know, average, turnaround time f- for signing and developing a website and getting it in really good shape. Tick mm-hmm. takes take six months, can take nine months, could take a year. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and like I said, the the biggest hurdle to it it shouldn't take a year. No, yeah. But six months is not an unreasonable amount of time when you consider from the time you start talking about it to, you know, figuring out your strategy, getting it built, then getting the content in there, getting it optimized. It's a process. Sure. Right. Yeah. Six months is not unreasonable.
0: And and I'm so surprised at how much. People in that industry don't take the long game view because they're just looking to make the profit now. And that's okay. Mm. There's nothing wrong with making money when you can make it. I'm not holding that against anybody. But if you want to last three, five, 10 years down the line, set up now, get your website going. I'm right. sorry. I am just, that's yeah. that's an industry that I see that is having that problem because the they've been, and part of it's because they've been underground for so long too. Right. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah. And the good news is that now in 2020, it's so easy to get a website mm-hmm. up as far as just the logistics of it oh, yeah, and it doesn't just have a simple to, website doesn't, doesn't have hard. to cost a lot of money if you just need a simple online brochure mm-hmm. three four pages yep. you can get a wix site you can get a squarespace site you you know it's yeah. not difficult to get the logistics of it now what you put into it matters
0: yeah exactly and and that's the next part of it is content mm-hmm. so
1: and so in regards to a lead gen tool having relevant well-written and fresh content is critical.
0: So, so from your standpoint, when you're talking to a client about <laughs> that end of it, we, we, we've, we've, talked ad nauseum about the fact that it, that nothing marketing wise should be set it and forget it right? because you're doing yourself a disservice. So how often do you suggest to your clients after you've built them this fancy nice, or even a, a, just a, a generic website? Mm. How often should they be updating that and keeping on top of that, putting some new fresh content in there? Does it depend on the industry or is it just more Is yeah. there kind of a rule that you pick and say?
1: There's a lot of variables there, but um, there are certain parts of your website that won't change that often. You know, typically things like where you're talking about yourself, you're talking the about page, the company, you know, you're talking about what your mission is. Those are fairly boilerplate. They're not going to change that much, but... In regards to establishing your expertise, mm-hmm. that content, whether it takes the form of a blog post or a article or a white paper or a video mm-hmm. um, or a podcast, that content should be <laughs> updated regularly. Now, we've had other people on here talk about websites and talk about content strategy. And if you're doing something like a, a blog, typically we'd suggest you know something like, 3,000 words a month. So you break that down. Let's say you're going to write something, you know, once a week, well, you, you know, break the 3000 into four, and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, figure out your word count for your article. But it, what that does is a couple of things. One is it it builds you a cache of material. That's when someone comes to your site, <laughs> they can see right away. Oh, this person writes a lot about this particular topic, Yeah, right? right? They must know a lot about this particular topic, sure, right? Yeah. And they stay up to date on this particular topic. So you're establishing yourself as an expert. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also helping yourself SEO-wise. So um, when search engines, like, like we're pretending there's more than one. <laughs> yeah, <But> when, <laughs> the great Google gods. <laughs> right? So when Google is look is indexing your site yeah. and it sees that there's regular fresh content, it rewards you. It puts you up you. higher in the in the rankings. Yes, absolutely.
0: I mean, even when it comes to something like Google My Business, the fact that you add a website to that jumps you up higher in there. That's right, right. and in and, and yeah. their right. rankings. So. And
1: there's, you know, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to be number one in Google, but yeah. it definitely helps people find you mm-hmm. because a lot of what you're going to be writing is going to contain keywords or phrases that people are searching when they put words and key phrases into that search bar. Mm-hmm. So the more hooks you have in the water, the more chances you're going to have a catch and a fish. Sure. No, it makes, that makes absolute sense.
0: So now there's one other thing you have here is, uh, engagement. Yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, what do you mean by engagement with the, with the website? Is that by going to do a blog post is and listening to it or uh, reading
1: it or whatever? Engagement comes in at a couple of different levels. So it depends on where somebody is in the, Funnel. You know, the, the sales cycle, mm-hmm. if, if they're still vetting you and reading about you and trying to find out, um, engagement can mean they read one of your articles
0: mm-hmm. They maybe um, commented on it or something.
1: Maybe. Yeah. That would be great if they did. Ultimately. Yeah. Right. Or if they saw a snippet of it, say out on your Facebook page and then came to your website from the Facebook page, that's engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's another level of engagement, you know, what we would typically call conversion. So now they're be going from that consideration stage to the customer stage, stage that I want to learn more kind of stage yeah I, i'm ready to buy oh okay even even that's yeah. the further okay i get you okay. um i mean conversion can also mean hey they just signed up for your newsletter but typically when i'm thinking of conversion i'm thinking of they're they're ready now to do business with you yeah and that may take a while but having good engagement points on your website. So calls to action that allow them to easily engage with either, Hey, I want to download this piece of information or I want to contact somebody or Hey, I'm ready to buy. Okay. Now I, you just use the word that we use a lot. And I don't know if we actually ever told anybody exactly what
0: that meant because it seems kind of self-explanatory, but what exactly is a call to action?
1: Okay. Call to action is any place on your website where you're asking someone to do something like sign up or download this. Or contact us. Okay, it's an actionable point for them to take, mm-hmm. and usually it's the f- it's in the form of a form. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how else of to a say form. that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, it's a form, but it could also be uh, a chat window.
0: Could be a survey.
1: Could be a survey, right? So there's other ways of engaging. Um, even something as simple as going somebody going to your Facebook page or your Instagram feed and liking something you have post. Posted. That's engagement. Gotcha. Right. Um, Ultimately, you want them to engage with you at the level of, hey, I I want to buy something. I (laughs) want to buy your product or service. (laughs) But that's a step in the right direction, right? Uh, Every little point of engagement is one step closer to them converting to that customer. So it's important to have those engagement points on your website in all the places that make sense. And maybe it makes sense to have it on every page in the footer or off to the side. Maybe you know the other thing too is you may have more than one engagement point. Okay, and I think you
2: should. I think it's important to have more than one. Yeah, yeah, because not Cause everybody's so, ready to do business. So having like a secondary option is I so think
0: that would a great be the newsletter or something along that line.
2: Right? Yeah. So on our website, we have obviously like contact us or schedule an appointment, um, but then the secondary one for us is uh, get your get a free social media audit. Yeah.
1: Now, that's a great engagement point. Um, giving some value away is really enticing as, an, as a call to action and an engagement point. So, whether it's download an ebook with some cool tips in it, or whether it's get a free evaluation, those are excellent uh, engagement points. Hmm. Very cool. So, what else do we have left? Oh, <laughs> Playing with buttons on my, my yeah. iPad, I totally lost. Well, we were so we, we, we were talking about the third point of the, engagement, the right? the lead generation tool. Your yep. website is a lead gen, and we talked about fresh content. We talked about being a repository for your expertise. We talked about uh, engagement and giving away value and like downloadable content, um, or you know a trial service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's. Other things that you can build into your site to make it a lead generation tool. But the point is, is that you're, you're using it as a hub for your social media, or or I should say, using it as a hub for all your marketing channels, Mm -hmm. not just social media, but all of them. Right. So you're, you're driving people there. They're using the website to vet you, make sure that you're legit. Now that you got them there. You got to know what to do with them. So, sure. So that's where that lead generation aspect comes in. You have to know how to lead them through that process. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not just, to, you know, you don't just have a big buy button when they arrive. You know, you, you want to bring them into the process slowly and appropriately. Okay, we get about two minutes, maybe three minutes left of the podcast. So I don't want to. Good. I've got about a minute left of my voice. <laughs> that's
0: not good. So I'll, I'm going to ask this question anyway, just to throw you off. If somebody were building their own website and they mm-hmm. were trying to figure that out, is there a good resource or is there some, a starting point that you would say to them, hey, before you even start to build that website, is it, these are a couple of quick things you need to make sure you think about.
1: Yeah. Um, if they just go to Google and, and put in there um, how to make my website a lead generation tool, mm-hmm. I guarantee you there's like a dozen articles that will show right up. Mm-hmm. Any one of those is probably a good resource. There's probably even some videos. I'm sure available. I'm sure. Um, cause this topic has been covered. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. Sure, you yeah. know, ad nauseum. So yeah, there's, there's definitely good resources out there. If you're building your own, I highly recommend, um, getting some good, deep information on how to make your website a lead generation tool. And there are usually, you know, there may be some like, here's 10 steps to, or 10 things you need to consider or 10 things that should be included. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, normally I'd say we put that stuff in the show notes, but. I think you can make a, the show notes longer than the it, yeah, audio. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's, um, you know, if, if I think of it, maybe I'll go find one or two that I think are yeah. worthwhile and we can put it in the notes. But that's information. It's very easy Literally. to find. The hardest thing is it's going to take time. It's, yeah, gonna it's take not time a five for, second process. No, no. But it's well worth the investment because like we talked about in the intro, if you just build it and throw it up there and you don't take the time to optimize it as a lead generation tool it's not going to work for you yeah, it's just yeah. going to be taking up space on the internet no i get you i get you so sum up sum up so it's i think maybe in with very few exceptions necessary for any business to have a website i would agree because it people will vet you it establishes your existence It provides that all-important hub, and it's an important part of the sales cycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's where a lot of your marketing efforts are going to be drawn to. And if you're using it properly, it's a lead generation tool to get people to go from being um, observers and sort of researchers to being those customers that you want. Cool. So
0: if somebody says, hey, look, I don't have the knowledge or the know-how to build my own website, I need help. Hmm. How do they contact you, Justin?
1: Um, they can contact me through my website, justincurdesign.com I'm also out on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm also on LinkedIn. You can check me out on LinkedIn. Great. Well,
0: thanks for sharing with us today. And uh, with that, I think it's time to say goodbye. All right. So we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for joining us today. And as always, you can find the back episodes of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on our YouTube channel. Both of them are the Marketing Essentials Team.
1: You can find us on the web at marketingessentialsteam.com. And if you subscribe through our website, you'll receive a weekly email and letting you know when each episode has been published. Also, you'll receive a link to subscriber-only content.
2: You can also find us on Facebook and our private Facebook group. Just search Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. It's a great place for other marketing professionals and business owners where we can share marketing advice, challenges, and general trends. Hope to see you there.